Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kenny Pickett has been clutch for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but can he be more than a fourth-quarter quarterback? We'll talk about that here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for a $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed more on game time later here Steelers fans it's the question that you go to bed with every night man if Kenny Pickett can just play all game like he plays in the fourth quarter he's gonna be elite well let's dive into a few things here because that's something I'm sure the Steelers are looking at right now now I'll say this before we get into this if you're questioning why this can happen you feel frustrated about it I'd say, for one, be thankful that your quarterback right now, who's made, who's just made 18 starts in the NFL, is being good in the fourth quarter because that's where you want him to be good at if he's getting any place to start at. But let's show how much better Kenny Pickett has been in the fourth quarter. We'll get to some comments from Mike Tomlin um, because he addressed this as well as um, you know in his Tuesday press conference, and I was there, uh, so we'll share those with you. But let's go over Kenny Pickett's numbers by quarter so far this season, just this season, not even standing back to last year when he was a rookie and figuring things out just this season in the first quarter, Kenny Pickett has completed 18 of 32 attempts. That's 56.3% for 196 yards. That's 6.1 yards per attempt. He has one touchdown, three interceptions, been sacked five times, five for just five first downs, a pass rating of 45.8. Pretty bad. Second quarter, a little bit better, 32 of 62. That's a 51.6 completion percentage. Not great there. 312 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, three sacks, a passer rating of 76.8, about average. In the third quarter, it's even a little better than you'd think. 35 of 53, that's a 66% completion percentage. That's a really good number there. 7.1 yards per attempt, one touchdown, no interceptions, three sacks, 14 first downs, a passer rating of 92.9. That's good. But then, of course, in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett, his numbers, elite. 27 of 37. That's a 73% completion percentage for 374 yards. That's 10.1 yards per attempt. He's getting a first down. He's averaging a first down for every time he throws the ball in the fourth quarter. 
one touchdown, one interception, has been sacked five times, a passer rating of 102.8. And I look at that, and I think, man, if you're a Steelers fan, you got to at least love that that's happening right then because that's what helped him beat the Ravens. That's what helped him lead the Steelers to beat the Rams, even though he didn't throw a touchdown against against the Rams. He was a big part of them getting in position so that the running game could take over in the, in their spots. And then, of course, he was a big part of them get, being able to run out the clock with four-minute offense. Kenny Pickett is building to things, and I think that's where we see that. And again, it's not just those numbers. It's also the fact that he has six game-winning drives and five fourth-quarter comebacks and 18 starts. That's really impressive. That's not something just to, just to like, yeah, whatever. He's already, I think, 10th all-time in Steelers game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks. It's crazy. And it makes you wonder, is he is he adjusting? Why isn't he getting this started sooner? What, what's the difference here? Is he adjusting to the other team? Is he just not prepared to start games? Well, Tomlin kind of cued us in on that when we asked him about it at his press conference. Here's Mike Tomlin talking about Kenny Pickett and what makes him different in the fourth quarter from the other parts of the game? Mike, how do you, um, or, or can you quantify the, the, the difference with Kenny in the first half and the second? Is it slow start? Is it comfort? Is it adjustments? Anything in particular? Um, you know, I'm sure it's, it's a lot of things. And, you know, we're going to continually work for more fluid and, and productive starts. Um, but that's a component of it that's not new. And that's his ability to rise up in moments. Um, we valued that in the draft process. It was one of the things that made him attractive to us. We've talked about it a lot in this setting. I've watched him do it uh, when he was a Pitt Panther. And so I don't know that any of us are surprised by his ability to make the plays that he makes when it really gets thick. I just think some people are built like that. Some people relish the opportunity. Some people really smile in the face of adversity. Some people are, are competition junkies. And I think he's all of those things. but. That's not something that we're just discovering, as I mentioned. Uh, it's something that we knew, um, even prior to him being a Pittsburgh Steelers. So, on the picket note there, he's not lying. That's the Kenny Pickett I covered in college when I covered him at Pitt. Um, and I remember people thinking that he wasn't good until his last year. But if you go back and actually like watch those game by games and see the situations that he was that he was in, by like late 2019 he had kind of figured it out in college. You know, it took some time to adjust. The thing was that he just need, needed a consistent offensive line and he needed receivers who weren't leading the country in drops, which they were leading up to the 2021 season. But when he's got receivers like Jordan Addison, who was the Litnikoff winner, and you saw how good Jordan Addison was for the Vikings on Monday Night Football and their win over the, the Niners. When you got guys like that on the receiver, even guys like Taysier Mack, who didn't even, you know, didn't even make it to, to the NFL, uh, you can see that he was able to put up really good numbers because the pit, pit receivers didn't drop the ball. The offensive line got a little bit better. There was balance to the offense because they had a talented running back. Those kind of things came together, and he took over. The Steelers see that he can be clutch. It's not, And the thing about the way Kenny Pickett's clutch in these games that's encouraging that it can spread to other parts of the game is it's not that teams are just getting really basic concepts and it's just man coverage and he's just getting, oh, this is my guys in man coverage. I'm going to throw here. Oh, you know what? I'm, that's a go pattern. I'm going to go here. 
Kenny Pickett in those situations is reading what defenses are doing. He's seeing blitzes. He's seeing zone coverage. He's seeing how different matchups are working for the Steelers. That's what's encouraging. When you go back and you look at the All-22 tape in those in those games, especially when we go just go back and look at the Rams game and see some of the things that he was able to process in the field that if he can do that in the clutch moments that means he can he has he has a good shot to be able to do that in other moments and spread that to other parts of his game sometimes it just takes time to build that consistency no quarterback can do it all the time look at Patrick Mahomes he, even though he's he's great and he's amazing there's times where he doesn't get to do it consistently in a game but Kenny Pickett is building up his rapport He's with his team. He's building up his feel for the game at the NFL level. And it takes time for everybody. You know, so we were saying, well, that, he, he spent, you know, five years in college or whatever. And he's so old and he's, you know, he should be doing this already. It's part of everyone's growing process in the NFL at the quarterback position. Unless you're jumping on a moving train and you have, you know, two of the best playmaking, receiving-type players like Travis Kelly and Tyreek Hill on your squad, it takes a little bit more time. And again, I'm not saying that he's done it all. He's done it already, that he's already set to go, and he's going to become that franchise quarterback for the Steelers. But the things that I'm seeing, the things that I'm, look, that I'm looking for is when he's making those big plays, are these things that are just fortunate, are these things that are easier or these things that he's actually reading and processing and executing. And he's doing that. That's, that's, that's a very big part of it. And it goes back to Mike Tomlin talking about them seeing the things that, you know, that they wanted to see of Kenny Pickett at Pitt. If you remember that episode of the pivot where he was on with uh, Ryan Clark and Fred Taylor and those guys, and they were talking about it in his basement. And he talked about Ben Roethlisberger and he talked about how, like, you know, no matter how Ben had played, when he got down to the last minute and everyone starts like looking around and sweating, he was always right here, steady, never, you know, never, never wavering. And that was the Ben Roethlisberger's biggest, biggest factor. He said like that guy could stay steady and stick to a game plan and, and execute while everyone else was frantically panicking in the final minutes. And that's a very real part of sports. And, you know, can you keep your emotions in check? Can when you, I mean, you think about it, you know, when, just think about when you're, when you're close to getting something done and you know, your clock, you know, you're, you're up against the clock and how frantically you think about trying to finish just a simple task, right? Now imagine doing that at, in football where there's so many different components and so many things on the line and so much pressure and all these other things. That's the thing that Ben Roethlisberger had was that he could he could he could finish as well as he started. He could he could process those things and be fine under pressure. And Kenny Pickett is showing the makings of having that skill as well. And that's what Mike Tomlin's talking about. Now, that's not Mike Tomlin saying that he doesn't have to get better in other quarters. He does. But seeing it there is the encouraging thing that it can that it can spread. And again, if he can be clutch, if he can make make those reads and make those throws, uh, in, in the in the bit in the in the tight moments he can do it in other moments it's just going to be about building consistency um and and moving forward but the question then becomes well is it just him or is it the game plan earlier in the games and of course that would lend itself back to the question as far as mike tomlin and matt canada and what the steelers plans are early in the game and if kenny pickett's not being allowed to take these type of shots and not being given the opportunity to do those types of things We'll get to that point because Mike Tomlin also addressed that during his Tuesday press conference, and I thought it was a really interesting answer and back and forth he had with us in the media there. We'll talk about that and more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. So got a lot to discuss on this show. 
But first, before we go anywhere else, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by GameTime. GameTime.co is a website where you can go buy tickets for your favorite events, and it shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is also an app you can download to your phone, and it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They give you killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee can't be beat so that you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. The GameTime app allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute if you didn't plan for it in advance, and even up to an hour after your event has started if you're running behind and need to find answers and again that's for football games basketball games uh you know hockey games whatever you know you know theater events comic comedy events all those different things are available and they and you get exclusive flash de- flash deals on those tickets and when you go to the game time app you can see the the view from the seat that you're picking at the venue that you that you're going to to make sure that you're getting the right seats for the right price and you're not dealing with any hidden fees They're, you're going to see the prices up front that's one thing game time wants to make sure they do for you so all you have to do is you're clicking two two clicks of a button and those tickets are yours and you're not being surprised by any fees at the last minute also the best price guarantee means it's the best if you get if you find it, they, they, they will give you the best price. If you find a better price somewhere else in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the ticket difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Or go to the website, GameTime.co. Terms of business apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our show here talking about the slow starts the Steelers have had because it's not just Kenny Pickett. It's the whole offense starting slow and not getting being able to get on the board early and not setting the, the, the tone, and that's been part of you know the fire Matt Canada chants and questions about Kenny Pickett. Can he ever be that guy? Well, Mike Tomlin addressed slow starts as well, and he gave a little bit longer of an answer because it's something that – we've continuously brought up and it's just been a reality. And he, the question was asked about the potential of having a script. Is there a script? And it's very common when we're talking about a script, it's just a certain set of plays that at the start of the game, the offense are going to call these plays because they want to get these looks. They want to see what's going to happen there. And that's where, uh, that that's where, that's where the offense can, can start to build. And so it was a question, do the Steelers have a script? Do they apply that? Todd Haley, I think he used to say he did like 20 plays to start the game there, that he knew what which plays they were calling and when to get things going. Uh, I don't think that uh, Matt Canada's got, got that deep, but I think he ha- he does have a script. I think that there is something there that, 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 that they use, but Mike Tomlin, he peeled back the curtain here on this a little bit. And you're probably sitting there, you know, thinking like, well, if it's a script, it's obviously not working, especially early in the game, because right now in the first quarter, the Steelers have one touchdown in the first quarter. That's tied for 24th in the NFL. They have nine first downs in the first quarter. That's last in the NFL. And so you got to ask what's going on there. What's part of this, this, this script, what's going into uh, the, the efforts here. And Mike Tomlin gave an interesting answer. Here's Mike Tomlin talking about the Steelers script and how they apply that to their agenda when they're when they're when they're going into a football game it's going to follow up to that um we've gotten the question quite a bit from fans a lot about do you script plays and to what degree are you scripting them in the first half and what are you looking for on the script is it always to hit a home run and get as many yards and points as possible or is it um, you sit and learn about what the we do is? we do script 
Uh, we're not completely married to the script uh, because some things are sight unseen, like some of the third down things that the Rams defense was doing in the first half, for example. Um, so there is a script. We're not completely married to it. And no, it's not always um, trying to hit a home run. Sometimes it's information gathering. Sometimes it's personnel exchanges to see how they match personnel or logistically how they deal with personnel exchanges. Who's matching up with who? Uh, what are good matchups? What are they doing versus certain approaches to football? And so there, there are many agendas um, that you're trying to get done at the early stages of the game from a scripting perspective. Because those early drives haven't produced a lot of points, have you guys considered changing the way that you script things to start out? No, because sometimes it's just we gotta we gotta do what we're doing better. You know, we had a third down that we had a matchup that we, we certainly wanted. We had George Pickens on Witherspoon and we threw the ball out of bounds, for example. GP caught it, but it was out of bounds. Had we connected that and ran in and scored, you and I might not be having this discussion. So no, it does not require a change of agenda or anything, maybe just keep the ball in bounds, for example. Or maybe on the second play of the game, we missed a pickup and, and Kenny got sacked, and I think it was second and two, and it produced a third and long. If we handle a routine pickup, it doesn't require any changes. We just need to do routine things routinely at the early stages of games. And those are just two examples of why I'm resistant to the discussion. Uh, I'm not gonna comb through it with a fine tooth comb for you and talk about the reasons why we do what it is that we do, but rest assured, um, we're thorough in our process and our approach. And when it's time to change, or if it's time to change, we're not resistant to it. Um, but we also got a certain level of commitment to work and, and improvement through work as well, individually and collectively. So a few things there, right? Acknowledging there's a script, but when saying he's not married to the script means that they're open from open to deviating from it. But it's clear the Steelers do have a plan to come in, see what the what certain looks give them, so that they can come back to to them later in the game and, and figure things out. And for example, I pointed this out in a thread uh, in this game. One of the earlier passes that the Steelers threw was a a, pla a pass a passing concept that used pre snap motion. They had George Pickens on one side of the field, Deontay Johnson on the other. Uh, initially, Connor Hayward was lined up on the left side with George Pickens. He motioned to the right. When he motioned, it dragged the linebackers to that side, left Pickens by himself on the left. Kenny Pickett recognized it, looked to the middle of the field after he snapped the ball, and then went to George Pickens for a slant, got like 14 yards. And that was a concept. They felt that out. That's something they thought they, thought they could get. They got it. They came back to that play in the fourth quarter on that very drive where they needed to close the close the clock out. Uh, and it was another it was a, it was almost the same thing. Just flipped to the other side of the field. Connor Hayward goes in motion. It draws their attention. Kenny Pickett gets to see. Uh, is it the same look? He gets it. Throws it to Pickens. Another first down. They're moving the chains. Those type of things. Are, are are part of scripts you want to you want you want to study and see okay we have these type of plays out here this should counter these things that this opponent likes likes to do a lot let's see how that applies early in this game and then we'll come back to it if we like it or if there's something we think that we can tap into there so that's something that i think is is important for everyone to have and it, it's not a, it was never a question if the steelers had a had a plan there um i think it was just a matter of what their plan was and what they were doing there and i i think it's uh you know, it's important to remember to, to remind you guys uh, when you're talking, when we're talking about the Steelers and we're talking about Matt Canada and we're talking about the offense and, you know, who's at fault for not doing certain things. You know, I've been talking about like, you know, people that want to just blame Matt Canada right now. 
for everything under the sun. And listen, Matt Canada, I've said he deserves blame for for quite a few things. I think that there's, uh, you know, his biggest problem isn't the play calling itself. It's the connection to the play calling. It's getting people to understand where to go with the play calling and how to, and how to execute th- those moments. Um, I think Matt Canada, when you look at how the Steelers perform, Mike Tom made a point. He's like, you know, early in the game, there was that point where George Pickens is going down the sideline. He toasts a Kella Witherspoon. That's the exact look you want. Kenny Pickett lets it fly, just misses him to the sideline leads him out of bounds if he leads him inbounds and it's downfield it's a touchdown we're not even talking about this that might be the most complete win the Steelers have had but he missed there and he talked about you know missing a routine blitz and right you hear him say doing routine things routinely and that's where the Steelers offense needs to get more of now I think that there's been that's been the case for a lot of the Steelers issues is that they've been, it's just been execution um, and that they haven't been able to, to be consistent in that, in that department. But I think it's a good sign that you're getting, you're starting to get that execution execution in different parts around the game because you're starting to see it with Kenny Pickett, but also with other facets of, of the offense. And maybe that can spread to all quarters as well as Kenny Pickett. And that's where I think a lot of things go to. Um, But like I talked about yesterday, part of the script, requires players input it requires players saying hey this is what i like this is what i see this is what i want and the assistant coaches going to the offensive coordinator and saying hey this is what they're saying this is what they want let's talk about this let's let's mesh this up and let's come come up with a plan here all of that is part of a very complex process that takes you know that's first you know developing the entire playbook takes you know the, the whole off season but um as far as executing the playbook knowing when to do certain things with it know, when knowing when to counter things going with you know developing those game plans that takes all off season and then it takes each week as you're as you're going through things so i think the biggest thing when we're looking at the steelers script how they're playing how they're using their script and how they're using their offense it's clear they have a plan and it's clear their plan is to help open up things later in the game and also give them opportunities to make plays early in the game. And I agree with Mike Tom's assessment. Biggest problem with um, uh, the big, the biggest problem right now with the, with the offense and the, in the early script, it's not necessarily that, that the play calls aren't there because they are, there's opportunities, but the Steelers have to be more consistent there. And if they can do again, routine things routinely, they'll be in a really good place. And part of the routine things that need to go routinely is the Steelers running the football more. We'll talk about the Steelers run game because I, I asked Mike Thomas a specific question about the plan to develop the run concepts and what it what it all entails into that on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We'll do that in a minute here. Stick with us. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll be right back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a a high stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people to hire on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on 
excellent candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're also brought to you by prize picks, the most fun that you can have when you up to 25 times your money all football season long just by selecting two or more players, saying more or less on their projected stats, and you have placed your entry on prize picks. Prize picks is a fun new daily fantasy game that, you, that everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're big into fantasy sports, this is a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections and making simple decisions whether they'll get more or less than their set number of stats, whether that's touchdowns, whether that's sacks, whether it's receiving yards, whatever it, it is. You could say more or less, and you and you do that for two or more players, and you have an entry where now you're you're waiting to see how much you, how much of that twenty five times of your money can you win back, and you can go up anywhere from two to six players in this. Also, PrizePix offers a reboot policy that entry that where your entry will stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top twenty five matchups, if a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. That makes Prize Picks the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Prize Picks gives you all the chances to win money too, whether it's NFL, college, college sports, college football, college basketball, NBA, uh, ML beating out the World Series is set, NHL. With that, with that back underway, so many ways to make money on on, on Prize Picks. Sign up today to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash/lockedonNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, PrizePicks.com/slash/lockedonNFL using code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred. Dollars. <clears throat> Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. We continue our show here, and I think we get back into a topic that I briefly addressed in my Tuesday episode. Also, want to. Pull back the court curtain here a little bit. I do apologize. We have not had guests this week. We're supposed to have Alan Tuesday, or it didn't work out. We were hoping to have Alan Alan today. That didn't work out. Things happened. Uh, you know, he was traveling back from Los Angeles. That's a tough. That's a tough trek there. I'm also uh, dealing with a lot of stuff right now. I won't be in Pittsburgh for this upcoming Steelers game. I'll be at a wedding, but I'll be still be keeping an eye on it. So you'll still have content here in the Locked On Steelers podcast this weekend. Do not worry. But all that to say. Um, uh, they, you know, I apologize for the lack of guests. We're hoping to have Jen- Jenna Harner on Friday. We will have crossover Thursday this week, so so stay tuned for all of that. But back to the run game, because as much as we're talking about Pickett in the past game and what they like and George Pickens being deep down the sideline and missing them, the run game has to be a part of this. We talked all offseason long about the Steelers trying to be the bullies, trying to be the guys, trying to be the rough, tough team that's going to counterbalance all the teams that are trying to be just airing the ball out all the time and, and, and winning that way. And I think the Steelers, when you look at at the run game to do that, you have to develop a game plan that's based off of the wants and likes of your top players and to say, hey, these are the things that we think we can do as a group. And I think that's what the Steelers are starting to do with this run game. Teeing off, being the bullets, being the aggressors on offense. And Najee Harris being, being a leader in that process. Remember, I, I brought this up. You know, before the Ravens game that week, he caught out the offense. He said we had been soft, especially against the Texans. 
And since then, they've won two in a row, and you've seen the offense getting steadily better. I mean, and there were also points of, of real leadership of, of for Najee Harris. I brought this up on my Twitter account, but when I was looking over the All-22, after Kenny Pickett sneaked, there was a moment where Chooks Okorafor was kind of tied up with uh, – uh, one of the Rams defensive linemen, and they were barking at him. And he was barking back, and Najee Harris just comes from off screen, gets in between them, and it's just like, "Hey, let's let's cut this out." And then Chooks kind of even starts to go back at him a little bit more, and Najee Harris just looks at him and points the other way, and just like, "Go, go, walk away." And he gets Chooks a core for out of that, and that way that there's no personal foul penalties that continue to uh, hurt, hurt hurt the Steelers in, in that moment. So again, I think Najee Harris, he's being a leader there. And part of being leaders also, you know, he taught, he told them, he told made it public. He was like, Hey, I, I sat down with Mason Cole during the buying week. We wanted to find things that the offensive line liked that I liked how those meshed. And, you know, I think that that's where, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to talk about like, you know, what can the Steelers do with Matt Canada's offense? What kind of input do they have? Is it basic? Is it this Matt Canada is trying to do what he needs to do to, uh, to get the ball to his playmakers and to do things that they like. So when they're saying, hey, I like this, I like that, not everything gets considered all the time, but they're at least hearing them out. And to Tomlin, he was straight up like, yeah, they're very much part of the process. So uh, I know we've been playing a lot of the Tomlin clips from Tuesday, but here's Mike Tomlin talking about the run game when I asked him about it and also talking about, you know, building off of it. Mike, and as far as the run game and, the, and you guys building momentum, did you feel like you guys found more things that you could find that you could find to win up front to give you guys the space in the backfield to work for? Sometimes it's just winning enough on the perimeter to to get the type of schematics up front that allows it to happen. As I mentioned, there was a commitment early on from the Rams schematically to minimize the running game, and the more plays we made in the passing game, you know, the more opportunities were born in the run game. Have you got? Have you guys worked with the players to f- add more wrinkles as the season has gone on that to more identify with things that they're seeing on the field as far as their perspective as well? Continually. So right there, straight up, you say yeah, that's that's something that they've been doing. When he says continually, it's always been part of the plan to take what the, what the Steelers players want, what they're seeing, and apply it to the game plan. So don't question if that's a part of it. But let's get to his point here about you know, the success on the perimeter. Of course, he's talking about the passing game there and how that helps, you know, prevent the Rams from loading up things up. It's a very real thing. It's part of the balance that I talked about the Steelers offense wants to achieve. Go, Let's go back to, again, I tweeted this play out. I, I, I try to do film, my film stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays a little bit just to give you guys, uh, I can't put film here on this channel that would get us, get us in trouble because technically you're not allowed to have NFL film on your YouTube channels uh, and monetize it and that would be a problem. So, we're not trying to get in trouble, but you can go to my Twitter and see some of the things I'm breaking down. And there was my favorite run concept that I saw. And Craig Wolfley said it even that was it was a run call that goes back to the Chuck Knoll days. But it was just a play where you had both Sayamalu and Daniels kind of stone their men and seal seal them to the outside in the middle. And then Mason Cole goes and gets one linebacker. Dan Moore Jr. pulls from the tack position, runs up in the middle and gets the other linebacker. And that creates the lane for Najee Harris to attack. But in that in that play. Part of what made that work was the Rams only had six in the box. And part of it was because the Steelers were moving the ball through the air at that point. And they had to respect it. And to respect that, you can't respect, you can't, you know, be all over everything. And to me, that is part of what we're talking about with this balance here. And Mike Tomlin's absolutely right about running the ball there. It's like, yeah, you want to get downhill, but you also want to, 
get downhill while not having to grind against eight, nine guys in the box every time. And let's be real. Like, you know, some people probably think, well, that's what this offense is supposed to do. This offense isn't there yet. Like when we think about Steelers offensive lines that used to do stuff like that, that was the prime of the killer B era. When you had Marquise Pouncey at center, David DeCastro at right guard, Marcus Gilbert, at right tackle. Those three guys they by themselves could dismantle an entire defense that was looking for that, 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 that kind of a look. Um, and I think this, uh, you know, this this Steelers, what they're trying, what the Steelers are trying to do offensively when it comes to, you know, this run game and what they're trying, what they're trying to, you know, assert throughout throughout games. It's still a work in progress. They're still figuring out all the things that work there and they're working to their strengths. And that's what we hear when Mike Thomas talking about. They're taking the players into consideration here. Mason Cole, Najee Harris talking about how they're doing that. But. Here's where I think it gets really interesting. And if you remember, if you've been listening to this show, as many of you have since the offseason, I said one of the biggest things that's going to that's gonna be tough for the Steelers offense to do is they're going to need to find things that they can identify and say, like, hey, we do this very well. Like, like when we call this play, it's six to eight yards on the ground, or it's a first down through the air. There's certain things that you know. Like right now, I think you could say the back shorter pass to George Pickens, that's a thing. The Steelers, that is theirs. People, teams, teams see it. They're going to know it. They're going to try to game plan for it. Again, you go back to that touchdown that Pickens had over Marlon Humphrey in that game. Marlon Humphrey bit on him what he thought was going to be a back shoulder throw late in that game, and that opened up the the end zone for Pickens to go to in a, in a, in a really great moment there for this for the Steelers. Again, to to get to the point where you're starting to catch teams off guard, you have to do some things well, some basic things well, and. The, uh, the thing was we needed to see the offense start to do those things. And maybe in this run game that we've seen started to develop, maybe they find something like that. Maybe there's something that they latch onto and they say, hey, this we, you know, we're we're identifying with this. Let's 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 take that and keep moving forward. And then let's keep growing. And then all of a sudden you have a certain run that teams look at and they're like, man, when they run that play, it puts us in such a disadvantage. And so then they got a game plan to counteract that. And then you can build off of that because then when you're forcing, that's the whole point of this thing is that it's not, you can run the same plays. Like I, like when people complain about, Oh, they're the same plays and stuff like that. Everybody runs the same plays at some point. But the key is, is that if you're able to hit on enough of your strengths, if you're able to do certain things, the other team doesn't have time to sit there and say, Oh, it's the same play and just, and, and stare it down and wait for the same thing. Cause they have to worry about so many different things. And if the Steelers are hitting some of their some of their strides, if the Steelers are figuring out some things, especially um, you know in the run game, to build off of that and to get it, make it easier for Kenny Pickett, all these things add up to me to the Steelers' offense. You know, wouldn't say on track because you wish they were a little bit further further ahead of where they are, but to me, this adds up to a Steelers' offense that has a direction that knows that where where it wants to go, how to and and how it wants to get there, and that's as good of a sign as you can see right now with the struggles that they have. And it's also a sign that if they're doing that in the run game and they're doing that in the past game and they're getting the looks that they're wanting and they're talking about it and they're going over their mistakes and how they can get better there, that all plays into what we started the show about. Kenny Pickett being better in not just the fourth quarter, but the entire game and building up to that point. It's all part of the process. You have to be patient. It doesn't happen overnight. But right now, 
we're seeing the signs that good things are coming for the Steelers offense if they continue to build off of this with execution and play calling that's that's built off of that execution. But again, it starts on the field with the execution. We got crossover Thursday coming up with our man Ant Wig from Locked On Jaguars. It's going to be a fun episode, so tune in for the Thursday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday and sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays with our bonus episodes. Thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'll see you on crossover Thursday right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers sweats chills muscle aches or cough had a vaccine or plan to or if ibd symptoms develop or worsen learn more at cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX ask your doctor about cosentix